0: When I was about 25 years old, I was uh, busted and into jail and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. We're hearing from author and speaker Annette Spur from Blue Box Media.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Now, it is so cool to be able to see that you've got this new book out called Seeing God. We're going to talk a bit about that and Mm. the the simple joy of seeing God. We're going to talk about that. But uh, let's find out a bit of your story first. Whereabouts Mm. were you born and raised?
1: So I actually was born in... uh, the United Arab Emirates. Yeah, my parents were missionaries over there mm-hmm. for a number of years, and so I was born there and started my schooling there. Yep. And then we moved um, over to Australia and and uh, to Gatton. Yep, so- <laughs> Gatton in
0: Queensland. There yeah, you go. Yeah, that's right. Okay.
1: My my dad was a pastor of a little church there.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, United Arab Emirates, you don't hear much about Christian Christianity over there. Mm. What was it like? Was it like an underground church, or how, how did you guys be missionaries there?
1: The mission that my parents were with actually um, ran a maternity hospital. Wow! And so, um, in in those days, the the sheikhs would would drop their wives off in preparation for the birth, and then come back ten days later and pick them up. So they had these these ladies there in 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 the hospital who were, um, you know, seeking company and yes. and also keen to learn English as well. So the nurses and doctors were all. Christian missionaries and they would just um, bless them, minister to them, yep. read the Bible with them. So we actually started, you know, kind of a home church with, with the mums who came in to give birth and oh. then they would, you know, minister to their husbands as well. So oh, that yeah. was a really creative way of doing mission.
0: Wow, well, that is so cool. Mm. Shaking it up with the shakes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's right. and, and
0: sharing uh, the love of Jesus. That's awesome. Mm. All right. So tell us a bit about Gatton. How long were you there for?
1: We were there for about three or four years. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, my dad got a, a, a pastorship of a, a church in Sydney, in the mm-hmm. western suburbs of Sydney. So okay. then I did most of my uh, primary schooling and then all of my high schooling in the, the western suburbs of Sydney.
0: Okay. And tell us about your faith journey. Were you always a believer or was there a time you fell away? How, mm. how did that go?
1: Yeah, I think for me, um, faith was the original inconvenient truth. And um, it, it was, you know, just got in the way of me living the life that I wanted. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I always thought, you know, that's fine for my parents. That's their thing. Um, but it just doesn't suit me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then um, probably when I was 19, one of my very dearest friends committed suicide. It still was very emotional for me because mm. I loved her. <laughs> oh Yeah. Um, and, and she was somebody that I really looked up and, to and admired. Wow. And the fact that, that, you know, if she can't make it, then, you know, what hope do I have? Mm. And um, and I also became instantly aware that she still existed, her soul still existed, and it, it just opened up the reality of eternity to me. I knew my friend, um, her spirit, her soul was still alive. Wow. And the idea that um, she would spend eternity possibly mm-hmm. um, in, in a place um, that, that wasn't heaven. Mm. It was devastating. Mm.
0: My goodness, mm. it is often a wake-up call for yeah. people when when uh, when people pass away, and mm. uh, it makes us think about you know you have this existential crisis. What, what yeah. we, where, where am I going? What am I doing? You know, what, what's the purpose?
1: That's right.
0: So tell us a bit about your faith journey after that.
1: Yeah. So I actually um, my mum, uh, bless her, she would send me. So I I, I had you know, was struggling with anxiety and, and depression and, and my mum sent me the, these cassettes. This is back in the elden oh, days yeah. where we listened to cassettes of David Pawson. Oh, and he yeah. just has this lovely relaxing voice. Yeah. So I'd I'd put on his cassettes at night yep. and I'd I'd listen to a sermon on John and his his lovely relaxing tones. But he, <laughs> Remember the days of cassettes, you'd be lying there falling asleep and it gets to the end of the cassette, it's like
0: boom. The cassette is like, oh, my
1: goodness. And then you need to listen to another cassette to calm down. So I listened to countless cassettes. Wow. And mum also gave me um, a book by Isabel Kuhn about her life as a missionary in China and Mm -hmm. how she um, came to faith, uh, her her faith journey, which I really resonated with. Wow. Um, And I remember lying in bed at night and I'd be wrestling with God like, Mm. You know, I, I don't want to give up control of my life, you know, and it feels like, you know, giving that to you is giving up control of my life. And then one night as I was wrestling with God, I was like, you know, what? me being in control of my life isn't really working out. Mm. So <laughs> maybe I will hand that over to you. And so I actually made that conscious. You know what, God, I'm just handing my life to you. It's yep. yours. And I instantly felt like, wow, I have not lost anything, mm-hmm. I have actually gained, I felt that instantly, I have gained just this weightlessness mm. of knowing that someone far more intelligent than me is now, you know, in charge of my life because mm. I've made a jolly good mess of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. And mm. then I remember uh, first meeting you mm. at the age of 26. Yeah. Uh, we worked at a Christian radio station together, ninety-six-five in Brisbane.
1: That's right. Uh,
0: I was the sales manager at the time and you yes. came in. For a job interview one day.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: And uh, you were just this joyful, young, mm-hmm. full of energy, you know, young girl with the the world as your oyster, you know. Yeah. And uh, you started working in, in Christian radio. What was yes. that transition like for you? Yeah, I'd
1: come <laughs> out. I've been working in mainstream media um, and uh, this a, a number of people had contacted me and said, hey, this job is coming up at this Christian radio station. You should apply for mm. it on the sales team. And I was like. Why would I do that? Because mm. I was actually from a um, a web development side of things um, and writing, and I was like, "That's that's not even in my skill set." They're like, "No," and a number of really mature Christians were saying, "You need to apply for this job." Mm. I remember being in the interview with you, and, the, and you guys were like, "So, where do you see yourself in five years?" I'm like. I literally don't know.
0: (laughs) i got nothing. I don't know what I want to do when I
1: grow up. (laughs) And uh, miraculously, despite my terrible interview, you guys, um, I think someone walked in and, and it was a choice between me and someone else and this person said, you just need to choose her. That's it. just God had put that on His heart. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> there
0: you go. Well, it was a wonderful thing um, for the rest of your life because you know you met Phil, that's who's right. your hubby. Yeah. Uh, he Workplace was one of, romance. Yeah, that's right. He was one of the young guns in the team. <laughs> yes. And I remember when you guys started, you know, becoming friends. I'm like, oh, mm. okay, Lord, I see what you're doing here. Mm. Um, he's a great young man of God too, isn't he? Yes. Tell us a bit about your hubby. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> and that was yeah one of the things that really stood out to me on you know on our first date and we're driving along. Um, um, in the car, and he put on worship music, and he was singing at the top of his lungs. And let me tell you, he had a terrible singing <laughs> voice. But ah. I thought, you know, what, this guy just loves Jesus so much; he's yeah. just having a moment, and it doesn't even matter. I could not even be here, yeah. you know, yeah. because he's just having a moment with his God, and that, that that really stood out to me. Yeah, yeah, he's a great
0: young man of God. And <laughs> yeah. so, you guys uh, got married, got a couple of kids, yeah, uh, and you also started uh, Blue Box. Tell us what that is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we started Blue Box Media. So Phil was actually when I met him, he was still finishing off his degree in business and marketing. And while he was studying that degree, God actually put um, this business on his heart to um, grow Christian media, Christian ministry, um, and also, um, you know, even even down to the logo and, yeah. and the name and everything that, that came to him in this dream. So he started that. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's grow- we've been in business now together with Blue Box Media for over 20 years. Wow, amazing. Yeah, really stood the test of time. There's mm. been many ebbs and flows over that time. And I think anyone in business that stands the test of time, it's really about being flexible and yeah. valuable and meeting the market and what are the needs. And, you know, we started out being, um, you know, with a, with, almost a sole focus on traditional media um, and and now growing into that digital space and really, mm. you know, focusing more on that. And, uh, you know, that, that's really been, um, you know, through the tough times and, and the good times, that's, yeah. that's been a big part of our journey It's just yeah. learning to read the market and, yep. and meet, meet the market where it's at.
0: And you've worked with some amazing clients, yeah. Like newhopebrisbane.com, dot yeah. Uh, my church website, you you redid That's that right. for us, which is fantastic. Yeah, uh, I know you helped start CBM Miracles Day many yeah, years ago. Yeah, that was actually
1: uh, my hubby. Yeah. Phil was in a meeting and and it um, yeah. was actually his I- idea at the mm. time. And you know how many thousands and thousands of lives have been changed mm. just just from an idea.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I went to Vietnam with CBM and go. saw the eye surgery and everything like that, the cataract surgery. Yeah, uh, I love CBM. You know, you guys on a big part of that. You've also Been a part of Teen Challenge Queensland. Yeah. Does yeah. a great job, you know, running rehabs for young people and yes. all sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, many ministries, you know, yeah. we could list off a, and, a whole bunch. And yeah. we've
1: been blessed so much through that. I actually um, write articles for a prison chaplaincy organization. Ah. So I actually interview ex prisoners who yep. encountered Jesus in prison. Oh, and I wow. tell you, their stories are more powerful than any yeah. sermon. I, there there can be no doubt in my mind that God is real. Yeah. yeah. After speaking with them and, and interviewing them, it's just blessed my
0: heart. Absolutely. Well, so good to hear how Blue Box has flourished over the years. And now you've written this book, yeah. Seeing God, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's, I love the blue cover. It's beautiful. Yeah. The Simple Joy of Seeing God. Tell yeah. us all about it.
1: Yeah, so it, it's actually come out of one of the ministries that uh, we've worked with is Australia's National Day of Thanks. And so for over 10 years, um, I was working on the PR campaign with them and just educating people about gratitude and God's heart for gratitude. And so over that time, I uh, wrote a lot of articles about it, um, and it was an incredible journey of discovery for me because um, I didn't realize the spiritual significance of gratitude. Uh, and so this book is really the culmination of over 10 years of research. Um, it took seven years to write, but I've, I've written it in a way that really anyone from 12 and up can enjoy it. And, and it's just full of uh, lots of stories, different people sharing their stories of, of um, how gratitude has impacted their life and how it really, um, true gratitude is about seeing God and yeah. feeling seen by God.
0: Yeah. Well, in this day and age, there's so much anxiety, depression, Mm. worry, fear, you know, and I always love that Bible verse, enter his gates with thanksgiving Mm. in your hearts, enter his courts with praise. Yes. You want to get closer to God? Be grateful, be thankful, look on the bright side. Absolutely,
1: you know? yeah. yeah, and that, that's actually in one of the chapters of my book. I actually um, talk about an encounter that I had with Jesus when mm. I was at a prayer night at church. And I was, as I was praying, I was just filled with this incredible gratitude towards God. Um, and in that moment, I actually had a vision of, of Jesus standing before me in these beautiful um, rainbow colours just emanating from him, and there was just this thin veil between us. And I remember thinking, oh, Jesus could I could I enter in could I enter into that space please mm. and and the veil lifted and and so there was nothing in between us and I remember thinking oh what's the appropriate response when when you you've, you're sensing the physical presence of Jesus should I be prostrate should I be on my knees mm. like mm. what should I be doing and I and I just felt him saying um, your gratitude is the appropriate response mm. when you're in my presence and I, I see your gratitude. And it wasn't until a couple of weeks later someone actually read Psalm 100 verse 4 and I love in the message version it says, enter with the password, thank you. Oh, Make yourself it. at home thanking him and praising him. And I think that just uh, builds another depth into that verse because it's you're not just thankful to be in his presence, you're in his presence because you were thankful. I mean, he is around us all the time, but he's inviting us to engage with him, yeah. and our gratitude is the key that unlocks that mm. that deeper spiritual connection with
0: with Christ. Yeah, that's so good, and you know, and one of my uh, favorite things I've been preaching on recently is, you know, the importance of a daily devotion, mm. getting in the secret place and seeking the Lord early in the day, yeah. and making sure that you start the day right with God. I'm curious for you. What do you do? I know you've got kids and you're you're a busy mum. Yeah. But what what's your <laughs> devotional life look like? What, how do you do it? <laughs> yeah. Look,
1: I yeah definitely. Especially when the kids were younger, it was really tricky. And yeah. I actually found um way way back then, before we had all the apps, I had the Bible on CD, and oh, I would yeah. have that on in the car, and yep. just this and that brought it to life in a mm. new way. I mean, the Bible uh, until you know. Recently in history, it was always told, it was always spoken, that's and right, I think yeah. that's the way it's meant to be consumed, mm. and it actually really brings it to life. So that helped me, and I actually love um, in the mornings. I love going on my morning walk, and I have a certain point on the walk where I'm amongst nature, and I can, and it's at that time where the birds are their loudest and they're chirping. It's just this beautiful cacophony going on around mm. me, and and that's where I feel that's yeah. that's kind of my my temple with with Jesus, where I feel closest to Him, and I know if I'm going through a really difficult um, anxious season. And I can't hear the birds. I—that's my cue that the thoughts in my head are too loud, mm. and it's actually time to quiet myself. If I can't hear the birds, mm. then I'm not—I'm uh, not in a place to hear from God. Mm. So that, that's a really good way to start the day. it's good. It's good. Um, and then um, I actually started a gratitude journal, which was a uh, transformational for me as well mm-hmm. because I'd been going through um, postnatal depression, which was unexpected for me because you know the baby was so wanted and anticipated and loved, and you know you. It, you you can't predict mm, what's mm. going to happen, and I, you know a huge part of that for for women in this generation is that loss of identity. From yeah. you know you have a business card that tells everyone who you are, and it's mm. so it's that that dinner party conversation. So what do you do? And mm. uh, and you lo- losing that is is a real identity crisis for a lot of mums. And so I was struggling with that, and um and so I someone suggested I start a gratitude journal. And I remember sitting on my bed and struggling to think of things to be thankful for. And um, someone made the quote, um, imagine if you woke up today only with the things that you thanked God for yesterday. Wow. That was a huge perspective check for me. Mm, Here I was mm. sitting on a comfortable bed in a secure house, having just had a nice warm shower. I just had to turn a knob and hot water came out mm, of a tap. Mm. Like, it, you know, let's, let's focus on those, those simple joys that um, we take for granted every day. And, and we've stopped seeing because um, we we live in in this age of entitlement yeah yeah um and and so that that really transformed me and so writing those things each day it actually changes the way that you see the world because mm. I found myself pursuing things to be thankful for and look actively looking for them yeah so you know something would happen like I'd be on a bus and someone would stand up for me and I was like that's going in my gratitude journal, you know. <laughs> good, good yeah, little, yeah. So it actually makes you mindful mm. all day every day of the things that you have to be thankful for. And the other thing was keeping a prayer journal because yeah. there were lots of things that were weighing heavy. And so I was able to write out those prayers. And then um, over the, the months, I then went back and read through those prayers and I could tick off one by one as mm. God had answered each one. And that in itself is, um, you know, a, an incredible journey into gratitude.
0: Mm. A lot of uh, people these days have lost the art of writing as well. Mm. You know, you look at uh, David wrote the Psalms, Mm. Paul wrote the epistles, you know, Peter wrote epistles, you know, a a lot of people have been changed. Uh, by writing, mm. and, and a lot of Christians these days don't even write. You know, yeah. we need to write. So I love that you've had a gratitude journal, a prayer journal. You're writing yeah. stuff down. There's power, you know. Habakkuk two two. Get the vision. Write it plain on tablets, yep. so that those that read it might run with it. So I'm putting to write yeah. down what God's saying to us. Mm. Now, before we wrap up, too, uh, you know, I always like to ask our guests to share the good news of the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, you shared about how. You know, as a young girl, you made that commitment to Christ. As yeah. a young adult, you made that commitment to Christ. There might be people listening that have never heard the gospel. Yeah, would you share with our listeners what is the gospel and how do yeah. they respond?
1: Oh wow! <laughs> I actually on um, on Sunday at kids' church, um, I, we're tr- explaining. Um, Jesus to people and how that to, to the kids and how that worked and I actually use the analogy of Superman because um, the original Superman actually stole this idea from, from the gospel because um, originally Superman was impenetrable, he was undefeatable, he was um, you know, it, 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 there was nothing you could do to destroy Superman and the franchise was suffering because it was really hard to relate to a perfect being um, the, and you knew the outcome of every story because was, of course, Superman was gonna going to win. So, what did they do? They invented kryptonite. kryptonite yeah. They gave him a weakness mm. because vulnerability creates relationship and relatability. And so, suddenly, the franchise grew back again because wow. he was no longer this, you know, all powerful being. Yeah. And I think that's what God did for us. He is this all-powerful, impenetrable fortress. He will fight and win any battle. Mm. Um, and that makes it hard for us as humans to relate to him. So um, he actually gave us Jesus to be that um, all-powerful all, all God but all human at the same time. And he experienced every vulnerability. You know, if he kicked his toe, it would hurt. Mm. Mm. <laughs> when he died on the cross, it hurt. Mm. He ex- Truly experienced every human, um, you know, weakness that we that we have in the physical realm, um, and and that makes him so relatable for yeah. us. Whatever you're going through, whatever he experienced, rejection from his best friends, mm. he was betrayed, he suffered, he uh, he went, he was hungry for forty days, and mm. he still didn't sin. Like he he is just he makes God accessible to us. That's good. That's Christ, mm. and. and And by him dying on the cross, um, I said to the kids on Sunday, that was the biggest uh, plot twist in history. Mm. No one saw that coming. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And you can just imagine the devil, you know, for three days, he's having the biggest party and then all of a sudden just like, hey. (laughs) I'm
0: back. (laughs) Come on.
1: (laughs) Like that is good news. Yeah,
0: it is. It (laughs) is. Absolutely. That is the best news ever. And, you know, what? if you're listening to this and you would like to, come to Christ you'd like to you know receive uh, Jesus in your life you know just contact us here uh, you can go through the website historymakersradio.com we'd love to send you a bible and some information about following Jesus and connect you to a local church uh, because it's the most important thing on the planet that people get their heart right with God and we'd love to be a part of that if you want to uh, follow Jesus in your life just contact us here And if people do want to find out about your book, Annette, Mm. the website is seeinggod.com.au. That's the best place to go?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can order it online there and and find out more about the journey to writing it.
0: And you've got uh, a digital version as well, an e-book available? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's
1: coming out, and an audio book as well.
0: Audio as well. Fantastic. Mm. You're all over it. Mm. And uh, people can search up uh, seeinggod.com.au, and it's AJ Spur. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Sounds That's very. My pen pro- name? Yeah. Sounds very <laughs> professional. Yeah. <laughs> Annette Spur, it's been wonderful to catch up with you. I, I feel a bit like a proud big brother you know, because we oh, used to yeah. work together. We're, yeah. we're kind of like a proud dad, but I'm not that old, but, you know, <laughs> a proud big brother. No, that's um, right. You're only a couple of years older than me, <laughs> yeah, but you were
1: MC at our wedding, so you kind right. of, yeah. yeah.
0: I've, been there, I've been there all along. <laughs> You've been there. <laughs> no, just so uh, glad to see what how the Lord's uh, blessing you and Phil and Blue Box and, mm. you know, your ministry in this new book. It's just wonderful. Uh, Annette, I reckon you're history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. You'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater. And my challenge to you now is to go and make history.